For I received from the Lord what I handed also on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it, and said to This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks the the cup of the Lord unworthily will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. A person should examine himself, and so eat the bread and drink the cup, for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Our Corinthians reading this weekend is the beginning of the larger section that finishes with my quote from just a moment ago. Paul is talking about the cultural problem of people not understanding the importance of the Eucharist. In his day, he was combating meat sacrificed to false idols. It is true that we do not face that issue now. You won't go to the supermarket and find there any meat that was offered to Zeus or any other god. But today we face other problems of a lack of understanding of what is happening in the Eucharist. There is so much more that can be said, and I don't have time to say everything. For those of you who know him by reputation, Bishop Barron has a new book out. I ordered 200 copies. I have read it. It is a very simple and small book. Its title is, This is My Body. When it arrives, I will get that information to you. So much for an advertisement. (laughs) I want to focus primarily today on the last sentence of my quote from Corinthians. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Another translation calls it condemnation rather than judgment. This is the line from Scripture that is the most important for understanding why Catholics hold to a closed communion. St. Paul is warning the Corinthians that to come to receive communion without being of the proper mind means you are putting yourself at risk of hell. There are a number of points to consider regarding St. Paul's talking about condemnation for improper receiving of the body and blood of Jesus. One point of consideration has to do with people who are not Catholic, but come to receive communion. People who do not confess the fullness of the Catholic faith do not give evidence of fully accepting all the Church says, especially about the Eucharist. When we say Amen before we receive communion, we are saying an old Hebrew or Aramaic word that would translate as either It is true or I believe. So when you receive communion, you are giving an assent to the fullness of the Catholic Church's understanding of the faith. That includes especially our understanding of the Eucharist as being the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This should also cause some Catholics to pause to rethink their approach to the Church. This is not the same as the approach to communion of any Protestant Church. The Eastern Orthodox hold to the same understanding as we do. So, if someone comes to communion not accepting the Church's declaration of what or who the Eucharist is, they are at risk of doing something that could land them in hell. This is also true for those Catholics who do not understand or accept the full teaching of the Church, especially in regard to who the Eucharist is. 
Let me say it once again. It is the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We cannot, we dare not, consider the Eucharist anything less than the fulfillment of his promise to be with us always until the end of time. That is the closing verse of Matthew's Gospel. Jesus promises he will be with us until the end of the age, the end of the world. Another point. In some of the sacrifices in the temple in Jerusalem, the people offering the sacrifice, along with the priest, had to eat the sacrifice in order for it to be valid. Well, how was Jesus going to make his sacrifice on the cross, and what preceded it at the Last Supper, able to be received by people for millennia? How was he going to make us able to receive this sacrifice that unites us to him and opens for us the gates of heaven? He had to institute some way for his body and blood to be transmitted through the remainder of time. That is why we are so insistent that the Eucharist is the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have I said that line enough times? (laughs) Not yet. The Eucharist is the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Any other approach is not Catholic thinking. There is a single word in Catholic Eucharistic theology that describes what happens to the bread and wine. It is transubstantiated into the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. This means that while it looks like bread and wine, it is no longer just bread and wine. Another point. The Church is teaching about being in the state of grace. Having no mortal sins between you and God is also something to keep in mind. Mortal sin breaks our relationship with God. If there is anything standing between us and God of a mortal nature, the Church teaches that we cannot receive the Eucharist. Indeed, St. Paul says, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. The Church is trying to protect our souls. Thanks be to God, he gave us the sacrament of confession to enable us to set things right with him in order to be able to receive the fullness of grace available to us in the Eucharist. None of this should be new to any of you. It is and has been the teaching of the Church. My final point is that I think we should be doing more self-reflection when we come to communion. Ask yourselves this. When you come to communion, how aware are you that you are receiving the King of the Universe? the one who made you, the one responsible for everything we are uh, except our sins. I remember my dad telling me his way of receiving communion. He liked to receive in the hand, and he would step to the side, pick up the host, put the host between himself and the crucifix above the tabernacle, so that he saw the host and the crucifix as one. He would then say to himself, Thank you, and then receive. It was part of the way my dad showed his reverence for and faith in the presence of Christ in the Eucharist. I'm not suggesting everyone do that, though I think that would be a great display of devotion. But I do suggest you recognize in some way, in any way, something that strengthens your love for and in the Eucharist as you receive him. That could be doing something like my dad did, It could be genuflecting before you receive. It could be kneeling to receive. It could be a profound bow or choosing to receive on the tongue. Whatever way you choose, 
Give him the glory and praise and honor that is his due. As my favorite hymn says, the Eucharist is the bread of angels. Panis angelicus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, creator of the feast, you give yourself for the feast. Help us to understand the deep mystery of this feast day, Corpus Christi. We rejoice in your gift to us of yourself. Help us make our devotion to the Eucharist something that draws us ever closer to the eternal heavenly banquet that we long for in heaven. Amen.